Thank you so much for tuning in to our church podcast. You can go to atarapentecost.com for questions about services and how to donate. We pray that you are blessed by this message today. God bless. Man, I tell you what, there's nothing more exciting than being in the house of the Lord. God has been so good to me, good to my family, good to all of you. I mean, you're here with good health, and I'm happy you're all here. Um, but I, yeah, so I am, I'm just so blessed to have such a good family, a church family, and all of you, and I admire and appreciate all of you being here. So again, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. But we're going to have some fun tonight. So, Brother Cliff, if you can go ahead and start that PowerPoint for me, that'd be great. All right, as you can see on the screen, this guy's having a rough day. Who here has bad days? We all have them, right? I mean, I'm, I'm not alone. Oh, oh okay, all right. <laughs> so... These are the kind of days that, you know, sometimes it's going to, you know, maybe uh, leave you scratching your head, right? Maybe like, what? <laughs> I don't get it. What's going on? <laughs> right? Um, and maybe sometimes those bad days turn into weeks. Whew. And sometimes, you know, <laughs> you know, where you can't help but shout at the top of your lungs because you're just like, why is this keep happening to me, Right? What's going on? Why is it getting worse? <clears throat> and eventually, you know, depending on, I mean, it's a case-by-case basis, but um, bad weeks can turn into uh, months. And um, this is about the time that you learn you'd make an awful kicks- kickboxer because that wall you just punched broke your hand. <laughs> Has anyone been there? I know I've kick the thing, you know, once or twice in my life. Um, And if you got it really bad, months turn to years. It's not a good place to be. It's not an easy place to be. It's definitely very difficult, but, um, you know, we all have those seasons and times in life where it just, it's for a long extended period of time. You're really going through it, right? Um. And at that point, you know, that's when you not only harm yourself, but you're harming others. Um, that's a consequence of being in that period, right? You know, a lot, a lot of people, they'll, they'll, turn in, they'll turn to substance abuse. You know, um, that really takes a toll on your mental health, right? So it does a lot of damage being in these seasons, those, those, those trials for so long, right? So uh, maybe you've convinced yourself that your luck just ran out and you're hopeless. Well, let me tell you this. Luck has nothing to do with it. You just entered a season of tribulation. We're all going to go through it. You can't avoid it. It's coming. We need to do our part and be ready, right? So life is a series of tests that can make or break you. Even push your limits to the max. Life will not come easy as the challenges keep coming. 
Endurance is going to be important. As we grow older, as we experience life, we're going to need to have that endurance because it's, like I said, it's, it's just going to keep on coming. So how will you handle it when you come face to face with a trial? So what's a trial? Well, Cliff, if you can go to the next slide. Hey, clinical trial. Look at that. Well, in the medical industry, there are clinical trials, which are the primary way that researchers find out if a new treatment, like a new drug or diet or medical advice. So, for example, a pacemaker is is one of the breakthrough, you know, research that they were able to come up with, right? Um, so that's how they find out those things are safe and effective in people. Aren't we thankful that we have clinical trials? I mean, it's come a long way nowadays. Um, of course, not everything's perfect, but we have come a long way in the medical world. Um, and Cliff, if you could go to the next slide. Ha-ha! I'm sure all of you have heard of this one. Free trial. Right. I mean, who doesn't love a free trial? I mean, you know, you got Netflix. You got all these different subscription services. I mean, it's never-ending. They're all available to you, and that's okay. Not everyone has Netflix, and I respect that. But, um, but there's, there's so many different kinds of services, right? There's newspapers. You have endless options. I mean, ask my wife. I mean, we have free trials of everything. <laughs> She's only got like four or five different emails. Man. <laughs> no, but praise God. I appreciate her because she saves us a lot of money. She saves us a lot of money. I'm thankful. <laughs> oh, my. I'm in trouble. Um, next slide, please. <laughs> All right, look at that. I'm sure we've all uh, seen Judge Judy. We've seen all those kind of shows, right? I mean, what are, where are they at? They're in a courtroom. That's where you hold trials, right? So in a courtroom, the trial is a structured process where the facts of a case are presented to a jury, and they decide if the defendant is guilty or not guilty of the charge offered. And God forbid we ever find ourselves there. I know I don't want to be there, praise God. So, for example, Cliff, next slide. Oh, how do you get up there? OJ, what? Oh, man. Well, he must have known we were talking about trials today. So, pop quiz. <laughs> If you can guess the lesson title based off of this photo, you win yourself a gift card. And I'm going to give you a chance to go first. That's not it, but that's really good. No, that's not it. No, no, no. I'm going to, I'm going to throw a hint out there. I have said this word multiple times already today. It's a phrase. Close, but not it. No. No, that's not it. You guys are really close. You're really hot. Keep going. Brother Ali got it. You just won yourself a gift card. 
Trial of the Century. That is my uh, lesson title for tonight. <laughs> Praise God. So, uh, go right, it technically was last century, right? Yeah. Right. Well, I guess I could have found something more current, but I don't think you wanted to see Johnny Depp and Amber Heard up there. <laughs> so, you can uh, go ahead and go to the next slide. All right. So, all these trials I just mentioned, the clinical trial, free trial, trial that you have in a courtroom, right? They're all types of trials. However, in our life, our spiritual journey, our walk with God, we will face seasons of trials and tribulations. So you were close. You guys were close. Trials and tribulations. <laughs> so we're talking about those hard, defining moments in life. Yeah, and you can uh, go ahead and go to the next slide. There you go. So, Maryam Webster defines trials and tribulations as difficult experiences and problems. We all, we all have those, right? We're very familiar with those. I have also seen it defined, and listen to this, as the challenges someone is forced to endure to test their strength and fortitude. Praise God. To endure. I said it earlier, right? We need, we're going to need that endurance, right? Praise God. So trials, they come in many shapes, sizes, some long, some short. And at some point, you will experience your very own trial of the century. So what am I talking about? Trial of the century. What? What am I saying? I'm referring to a trial like no other. The one that takes the cake, right? A trial so significant, it brings us to our knees, maybe even makes us weep like a baby. And yes, even us men, we can weep like babies, right? Um, it will challenge our faith, Right? These, these trials that are just so, they're so tough. You know, we're, we're, we're going to ask all these difficult questions like, God, why this? Why that? I don't understand. I don't see it. Help me see, right? They will tempt us to give up and maybe even give in, right? Give in to temptation. Give in to just whatever, right? Because they, they challenge us so much that we just get overwhelmed and we you know, right? That's the human nature in us, right? To just give up. It will cause us to question everything we know, the faith we even grew up in. We probably know someone like that. We probably have a close family member, a friend who has left the church because of something that happened, whether it be the loss of a family member, a tragic event in their life, we see it around us. It happens. We all have these trials. Well, you are not the only one in this room who has faced a trial. 
odds are one of your neighbors here could be one of us here right now are currently facing one. We could, we could very well possibly be. Some signs can be obvious, but it's not always noticeable at the surface level. It can be hidden deep within us. It really can. All right. Now, being in a trial, you know, there's what I call side effects. These are symptoms, if you will, I guess. Um, and those can be disassociation and isolation from people who care, right? We can push people away that care about us, right? They can weigh us down, resulting in low energy, no motivation, right? That burden, that gets heavy, that, oh, I, I, just, I just can't no more, right? Maybe dragging your feet, you can't pick them up. They can affect our mood and behavior, depression and anxiety at an all-time high. Everyone, everyone, this whole, this world, I mean, we're seeing depression and anxiety everywhere. People can be short-fused, right? You know, tensions are high, emotional, right? Can't hold it together. So just as a turtle hides in its shell to protect itself from predators, we tend to hide ourselves from difficult situations. It's no, it's no doubt that sometimes doubt arises, right? I mean, sometimes we get suspicious. Sometimes we're like, you know, now I'm not so sure about my faith. Or now I'm not so sure about my marriage. I'm not so sure about... This person and that person, right? We start doubting everything we know and everyone we know, right? Saying, and then they start saying no to opportunity. This is what trials can do to you. They can keep you from growing. They can keep you from moving forward. So these are just a few of many. So why do we have trials? Why? Why can't everything be butterflies and rainbows? Why can't it just be smooth sailing? Well, trials have a purpose. It's not by accident. They serve a role and have a mission to accomplish. Trials are designed to form and refine us. They increase our resilience our reliance on the Lord and help bring out the character and virtue he created us to inhabit. Yes, we need trials. I want to depend on the Lord, not on myself. I can only do so much. I'm not perfect. I'm, I'm not God. I need God to do what God does in me, right? I can't take his place. Trials, they're necessary. Without them, we wouldn't learn anything, right? I mean, just think about it. If life was easy and we didn't have to worry about a thing, everything went perfect, why would we need God? If it's so perfect, why would we need God, right? That's what we'd, we wouldn't learn anything. We would live life unchallenged. 
The challenges of life are part of the growing process. Saying yes to the challenge and rising to the occasion is what creates real growth. Yes, so when you're challenged with something, you got to say yes in faith. I will do it. I can do it. God is good. He's on my side. He's going to help me overcome. Yes, let's do it. Jump in with both feet. No, none of this. Let me just, you know. No, we got to jump in. You got to go for it. That is how we grow. If you're not growing, you're not producing good fruit. (laughs) You're going to like this joke. You want to be an avocado from California or an avocado from Mexico? I mean, come on. You want to be this or you want to be this? Right? And yes, an avocado is in fact a fruit. I want to be the best kind of avocado. Right? I want to be the best fruit. And if you really can't tell, I really like avocados. If that wasn't obvious already. Right? (laughs) Oh, that's funny. So what do we do? What to do when you're in a tribulation? Well, it starts with trusting in him, right? Putting our trust in God. And I'm not, and these aren't in any particular order, but um, you trust in him, just like Daniel did in the lion's den, right? God took care of him in the midst of the most dangerous situation. If you throw any, any one of us in there, we're probably going to be terrified, petrified. We might cry, call up for our mom, something, right? That's not easy. I mean, you don't really know that situation until you're in it, right? But God had, or Daniel had faith. We must remember that God is taking care of us even in the most difficult situations. And this is where I'm going to plug in my first Bible verse here. Hey, Cliff, uh, Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 6. All right. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart it's not always easy all thine heart that means not just a little you know every ounce of your heart right and lean not unto thine own understanding remember our our understanding it's limited right we can't think like god we're not god so we definitely need god in that situation right to help us understand those things So in all thy ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Aren't y'all thankful to know that we have a God that is looking out for us, a God that wants to, he wants to control where we go, but it's because he wants to make sure we're on the straight and narrow. He wants us to live a life of blessings, right? So trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Even when it seems impossible, we have a God who makes it possible, just as he did with Daniel, right? Trusting God when it's most difficult brings the highest reward, 
right? That's when it's not easy to trust God, right? And the most awful of situation you can think of, right? That's the hardest time to trust God. But that is the most fruitful time to trust God. We should trust in him all, all, all the time. I just want to clarify that. I'm not. But, um, yes, another one. So, so another thing we can do when um, we're in tribulation, right, is to call on him much like Moses. And so, this, so here we are in Exodus, right, in the Old Testament. When there was a need for water in the wilderness, he called on the Lord and God provided water for the children of Israel. God is our source. If you ask, he shall give. He is looking out for you. He wants you to ask him for things. He wants to provide those things. He, he is your provider, right? He gives us everything we need, everything we own. It is through him. He's looking out for us. But you got to ask, right? We got to call on him. So uh, if you can pull up Psalms chapter 50, verse 15, please. Oh, you got it. And call upon me on the day of trouble. I will deliver thee, and thou shalt glorify me. We got to call on him. He's literally telling us to, right? Call on me. I want to be there for you. I am going to help you. I will deliver you, right? That's a promise, right? That's, that's not to be taken lightly. If he said it, he will do it, right? Praise God. So God simply wants to help. He doesn't desire for you to be miserable, he doesn't want you to live in that awful situation that you may find yourself in. As a matter of fact, God is hurting in our, in our moment of suffering. You know, to all the parents out there, I mean, how do you feel when your child is hurting? Right? God feels the same exact way. He doesn't want any of us to be hurting, right? So look, God is our 411, our 911. You can call him in any hour. His hours of operation are anytime and all the time. Amen. Doesn't matter if you wake up in the middle of the night, doesn't matter if it's first thing in the morning. He's there and he's ready to listen. You don't have to book an appointment with God. So another thing we could do when you're in, in that trial and tribulation, right, is to praise him in the storm. Woo. Man, that's a tough one. How do we do that? <laughs> well, much like Job, although he lost everything, and I mean he literally lost everything, yet he praised the Lord. Yet he Praise the Lord. Doesn't matter how much you take away from him, he's still praising God. We got to do that same thing. Like, there, things are going to be taken from us. It's going to happen. We're going to lose things. We may lose people in our life, right? But we still got to praise the Lord. So Psalms chapter 34, verse 1. 
I will bless the Lord at all times. Woo, all times, right? His praise shall be continually in my mouth. Look at that. Continually. I mean, it doesn't matter. You could be having a bad day. We got to still give him that praise, right? On a good day, he's still getting my praise. Good or bad, he's getting my praise. Amen. And to add a little more to that, I, you know, this last Sunday, they sang a song that to me, I love it. I love it. Music, musicians, you guys did fantastic on Sunday. But I'm going to just go over the chorus of Raise a Hallelujah. And it reads like this. I'm going to sing in the middle of the storm. Louder and louder. You're going to hear my praises roar. Up from the ashes, hope will arise. Death is defeated. The king is alive. I'm going to sing in the middle of the storm. And that means it doesn't matter what's going on around me. I'm still singing. I'm still praising. I don't care how bad it gets. I don't care all the tragedies that are happening around me. I'm still going to sing your praises, Lord. Hallelujah. You know, that chorus right there, it's, it's a declaration of faith that regardless, right, we're going to keep that faith. We're going to still praise, right? Let your faith be louder than your problems. Whew. Right, we all got problems, right? Let your faith be louder than your problems. God is greater than your tribulation. I want everyone to repeat that. God is greater than your tribulation. There you go. He really is. God is so good. So John chapter 16, verse 33. These things I have spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Praise God. Those are the words of Jesus. Woo. I'm thankful. I'm thankful. He warned us. He warned us of the tribulation, but he also said, be of good cheer, right? That means regardless of how bad it's going, you know, try to keep a good attitude. Keep a good attitude because I'm still here. I haven't left you. I'm still with you. I still love you. I still care for you. I am the Prince of Peace. The Lord is the Prince of Peace. God, Jesus is the Prince of Peace, right? Praise God. Another thing we can do when you're in the middle of your tribulation, right, is get to know him. Get to know who God is. And I, I know that, you know, most of us here, we've been here long enough, but, you know, maybe, maybe you're new to this faith or, you know, maybe you really haven't dove deep into the word, right? Maybe you're, you're kind of been timid, right? Let's get to know him. If you haven't started yet, it's never too late to start. Reading the word of God Prayer, fellowship with others is how we learn the love, grace, and mercy, and power of God. God is powerful. 
If we can read Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, please. For the word of God is alive and active. Woo, alive. Yes, it's not dead, it's alive. That means it can come against anything, right? It's active, it's still working today, right? This very word that was written centuries, decades, I don't know what the proper word is. Way back when, right? It is still alive today. It is sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit. I'm sorry, I have a different version. But um, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Woo! Man, we know sometimes this can get out of whack, right? I mean, even the Bible warns us, right? This can be deceitful, right? We need the word of God in our hearts, right? To, 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 um, what's the word I'm looking for? To to discern, yes, I appreciate that. Thank you. (laughs) You read my mind. (laughs) To discern, right? And, um, So the word of God, it equips us with wisdom to know better, right? You know what you should be doing, what you shouldn't do, right? You know the difference between good and evil, right? Conviction to repent from sin. We need that conviction. It doesn't always feel the greatest, right? But we need that conviction. That's how we know. That's, That's our, I guess... Moral compass, would that be an appropriate word? Conviction, right? I mean, because if, if we're feeling that conviction, we know not to, you know, do that or to turn away from that, right? To repent from that sin, right? <clears throat> and the word of God has power over the enemy. Right, we got to speak those words over the enemy, right? Right, when he's trying us, right? If we have the word of God right here, then we know what to say. We know what to do. There's nothing he can do to us, right? Praise God. So, what do we learn from the trial? Right, there's, there's things to be learned. There's lessons, right? In our personal trials and tribulations, the authenticity of our trust in God is revealed. Oh man, that's a tough one to hear, right? It's you know, it'll show. It'll show, and it'll show to yourself, right? I mean, you'll you'll know when you truly trust God, because then you know you maybe you won't see Him working in your life as much. But if you fully trust Him, right? If you fully give it to Him, you will reap the never ending blessings that he has for you we got to give ourselves fully to god we gotta we gotta we gotta ask jesus take the wheel right wow lacking in trust will make you dependent on oneself right because if your trust isn't in god it's in yourself right Maybe it's in the people near you. Maybe it's, you know, friends, family, whatever, right? That trust needs to be on God. If we depend on ourselves, we're going to fall short of the glory of God. We're limited while God's ability is 
unlimited. So if we depend on him, trust in him, lean on him, we will overcome. Our relationship with Christ will grow in strength and equip us for future trials. Praise God. Yes. So, so trials, there's a lot of blessings that are associated with the trials that we go with. I know normally we associate trials with, oh, bad, that one time that happened, oh. But there's blessings. There are very well blessings that, are, that come from the trial, right? So God's desire is to bless us with strength and fortitude. And if you remember earlier, I think I mentioned that in the definition that trials are to test our strength and fortitude, right? So uh, uh, Psalms chapter 28, verse 7, please. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusted in him, and I am helped. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoiceth, and with my song will I praise him. The Lord is the strength and shield. My strength is not my own. Uh Uh-uh, this ain't me. I'm not a bodybuilder, I promise you. God is the strength inside of me, right? Fortitude, right? So strength. So this definition of uh, fortitude, it is strength in the face of adversity. Woo, let's talk about David, right? I mean, you got this big old Goliath. Woo, man, I mean, you, I couldn't even think of what to do. I mean, truly, I wouldn't know what to do. I mean, you can't do a double leg takedown on him. That's not going to work, right? Man, so David had that mental toughness, right? That grit, that determination, the bravery. So if we can read Matthew chapter 7, verses 24. There you go. You got it. Through 27. Cool. Um, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man, which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell not. For it was founded upon a rock. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell. And great was the fall of it. Woo! Where's your house built, right? Is it built upon a rock? Praise God. I hope so. So... So let's follow the word of God, and you will endure and overcome any trial that comes your way, right? If you wallow in the lows of your season, there's no getting out of it. You can't complain your way out of it. What good does that do? But if you speak a word of faith, you're not only getting out of it, 
but you're leaping with joy because God showed up. He held up his end of the deal. He's a promise keeper, right? God is good. He showed up. So the trial, right, the trials that we face, they may try to steal your joy, but God will give you far more joy than the devil can take away. Woo! God is good. Unlimited amounts of joy, right? As long as we, as long as we count on him to be our source, right? So seek the will of God in your life so his hand of blessing may be upon you. When those seasons of difficulty come, God will remain faithful. He's not going to abandon you. He's not just going to ditch you and just go somewhere else, right? I mean, he's, he's going to stay there, arms open wide. Like, I'm here. I'm here. You may not see me, you, you know, I'm, but I'm right here. There will be times where you're going to be bent, you know, stretched, twisted, right, by, by, by your trial, and it's going to make you uncomfortable. You're going to be in a lot of pain, right? Those, those difficult, those, the, the trial of the century, right, that's just a trial like no other. <coughs> Sorry. Okay, cool. Um, so maybe it seems you're going through trial after trial. I mean, has anyone gone through that? You know, maybe you just got out of one and right into another, and it's like, whoa, come on, God, what's going on, right? Right? <laughs> that could be real tough. But it might be a good time to ask yourself, am I in the will of God? Am I honoring God? Right? Because if we're honoring God and living in his will, right, then these trials wouldn't be happening like this, right? God is good to us. So maybe you've thought, maybe this thought has crossed your mind. I know at, at there, there were points where it crossed my mind, right? <clears throat> um, but it's uncomfortable. It's challenging being in the will of God. I can't just kick back my feet and take it easy. It's challenging. But it's worth it, right? So if you're uncomfortable being in the will of God, maybe it's because you're not doing it enough. The more you practice, right? The more you're in the will of God, it becomes easy, right? Praise God. Maybe, um, um, I personally, I want to get comfortable with Jesus, right? For I know he is my comforter. I know it. The Bible says it's true. The will of God isn't meant to make you uncomfortable. It's meant to make you thrive. Follow the word of God. If you're following the word, then you are in the will of God. If you do this, you will endure and overcome any trial that comes your way. So brothers, sisters, brethren, I, got, I love the way you say that, sis. Don't stop. I love it. Brethren, yes. 
Keep the faith. Put it in God's hands. And that is how I conclude my lesson tonight. Thank you, everyone, for being patient and just being great listeners. I appreciate each and every single one of you guys. Um, but I'm going to have to ask someone to pray. Brother, would you help me and pray? Dismiss tonight, please.